I've been on a French monarchy kick with my podcast lately. But when it comes to good stories, the French monarchy has an embarrassment of riches. Take Queen Marie Antoinette. While you would think the average Comic-Con attendee invented cosplay, Marie would tell you au contraire. I'm Tracy S. Morris, and I am not making this up. Life at Versailles for Queen Marie was a high-stress fishbowl sort of life. Anyone who chose to, among the well-to-do, could just show up at Versailles and watch the royal family like it was some sort of new reality TV show program. Marie had an audience whenever she put on her makeup, whenever she ate, even when she was giving birth. What was a queen to do if she wanted a little privacy? Fortunately for Marie, her husband, Louis, had a solution. As soon as he became King Louis XVI, he gifted her with the private estate on the ground of Versailles called Petit Trianon. The previous occupant had been the late King Louis XV's official mistress, Madame Dubarry. Since Marie hated Dubarry, she had no problems bidding her adieu and sending her packing. Marie's new home away from the palace was her true sanctuary. The chateau was designed so that she didn't have to interact with anybody she didn't want to. The dining table could even be raised from the floor below so Marie wouldn't have to see the servants who sat her table. That just makes me think of the Hogwarts house elves. But the crown jewel of Le Petrianon was the gardens. In keeping with the naturalism movement at the time, Marie transformed the gardens into her very own rustic hamlet. It was called the Hameau de la Reine. It was a tiny little village that included a working dairy, a farm with a meadow, a barn, which was also a ballroom, a mill, a lighthouse, and tiny little cottages that her guests could stay in. She employed a family to keep the farm running and to supply her chateau with fresh vegetables, milk, eggs, and cheese. Whenever Marie wanted to retreat from the pressures of living in the fishbowl of Versailles, she and her inner circle of friends would visit her personal estate, where they would dress as shepherdesses and milkmaids, and they would tend to specially clean sheep, and they would milk cows with specially made porcelain milk pails that had the queen's coat of arms on it. There, they would pretend that they were part of a rustic painting, sort of an 18th century version of visiting a Renaissance fair. Now, most of us wouldn't begrudge Marie her play acting. After all, she had to deal with people who wanted a front row seat whenever she went to the bathroom. But we are not starving French peasants who could only view Marie's play acting as a bunch of rich haves mocking the have-nots. Mocking? Probably not. Out of touch with reality? Oh, very much so. Marie's enemies of court, of which she had many, were offended when they weren't invited to Marie's personal estate. They spread rumors that further hurt Marie's and, by extension, the entire monarchy's reputation. Wild stories about Petit Trianon and the Hameau de la Reine included speculation that the furnishings must be diamond-encrusted, that Marie must be holding wild orgies there. The peasants, who couldn't even afford bread, were scandalized when she would spend France's money on something so frivolous. In the end, Marie's little getaway wasn't the thing that brought on the revolution. 
but it was one of many straws in the bale that broke the camel's back. Marie was said to be on the grounds of Le Petrianon whenever she first heard of the mob marching toward Versailles. After that moment, the grounds were abandoned. After the revolution, Le Petit Trianon was split up and the property was sold. The grounds were leased to a tavern. They were used several times for public dances and festivals. By 1801, it was reported that the buildings of Marie's little play farm were becoming dilapidated. In the late 1980s, the Hameau de la Reine was refurbished to portray the privacy and style in which Marie enjoyed it. And in 1990, it opened for public tour. You can go see it now. It's ironic, though. The very place that Marie went for privacy, to get away from her fame and from people staring at her, is now not private, full of gawkers and something that only adds to her enduring fame. Thank you for listening to I Am Not Making This Up. You can find my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, pretty much all the other directories now, so subscribe. If you like what you hear, leave a review with your preferred podcast service. That's how other listeners find us. For more bizarre stories that I didn't make up and some that I did, go to my website, TracySMorris.com. I post a new history story every Monday. You can also subscribe to my newsletter. I send out an original speculative fiction story every month. Or you can check out my short stories and novels there. If you want a good laugh, why not purchase one of my books, like Bride of Tranquility, which is a murder mystery set in a haunted hotel during a Renaissance wedding. It's available on Amazon, through Yard Dog Press, or digitally through Bain Books. And if you have an improbable history topic you'd like me to cover, please drop me an email at author at tracysmorris.com.